This is Strange Shenanigans. We're going to get right to it in a couple minutes. We're coming at you with strange news today. So if you got any strange news, put it in the comment section. Let us know if you've got any strange local news we might not have heard about. So we can look into it and bring it to everybody else. Okay, we're going to get started. Ashley. Hello, welcome to Strange Shenanigans with our strange news. Um, my first strange news today is the first flying car Model A has been approved by the FAA and it's 100% electric. What? I know, right? So USA just published this yesterday. And it's on experimental status, but the first flying car has officially been cleared to, like, you know, start being experimented on and start working. It's, um, it's made by a company called ELF, A-L-E-F. It's the first company that has been given a certification called the Special Airworthiness Certification from the FAA. And it does limit on the locations and the purposes for which this vehicle can fly and it's also going to have to meet the national highway and traffic safety standards before it can officially fly but now testing like actual testing can actually start happening so while this is really cool having a flying car we also need to be cautious because guess what else is gonna start coming in like crazy UFO sightings. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's be cautious. I already warned about this once when the military was working with all the other militaries on um, a bunch of plane and jet exercises and stuff. They were going to be going like the the speed of lightning and all of that. So we're going to have more UFO sightings that are probably, unfortunately, going to be just this really cool flying car. Not only that, but I mean, I wouldn't hold your breath, folks. How long have people been promising a flying car? For a freaking eternity. That's true, but this is the first time it's received all the certifications and it's gotten permission from the FAA. So it's it's pretty cool. It looks, it kind of looks like the mix between, I 
don't know, like almost like a Porsche in like a spaceship. That's <laughs> really what it looks like. It's pretty cool. And it's available for pre-order already. So you can already pre-order this. And it's going to be a low-speed vehicle, though. It says it won't go faster than 25 miles per hour on a paved surface. So, so it's useless? Yeah, it, it is. It's and like the first flying motorcycle that they were using in Dubai that can't exceed the speed of like 55 miles per hour. I know, like so it's like Dubai, a really- where all the supercars exist. It's really like a fancy hoverboard, I guess. But you can pay only $150 um, deposit to get on the waiting list. And if you want to get a priority spot to get your flying car, it's only $1,500 for a priority spot. Ooh. So that's pretty cool, but it doesn't tell me what the actual what the yeah is. price of your car is going to be, but they're already testing it. It's going to fly and drive very slowly on pavement, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, my first uh, story, I found it from IFL Science. The uh, wall known as Morel Lock Cumbre was previously thought to have protected important farmland from invaders. But uh, recent research has uh, suggests that it prevented El Nino floods from ruining the farmlands. Huh. The ancient earthen wall is about 10 kilometers long and is located in the desert near Troilo in northern Peru. It was built near to where the capital city of Chan Chan used to be. The city belonged to the Chinu people um, who lived along the coast of northern Peru from around the 9th to the 15th century. CE. Many of us have heard about the different pre-Columbian peoples of South and Central America, such as the Maya, Incas, Aztecs, but the Chumi are often overlooked. So they may have actually built this massive wall to hold out floodwaters. That'd be pretty neat. That'd, That'd be really cool. cool. Well, I have some tragic news for you. Mm -hmm. oh. um, the headline is Cattle Truck Collides with Semi Hauling Burritos in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is Ness Tragedy, but my favorite is the set headline A Beefy Mess was left on the Nebraska yeah. Highway. <laughs> oh, only in Nebraska. Um, so the burrito truck was slowing for traffic in Nebraska, and then of course was rear-ended by the cattle oh, truck. Okay. Were the cows okay? It says it was carrying a load of about 60 cows. They ended up, the truck ended up in a ditch, and several boxes of frozen burritos ended up in the roadway. <laughs> Nobody, cow or human, was hurt. Oh, thank God. The cattle were able to be offloaded on, onto another truck to go on their journey, but it took seven hours for them to clean up. <laughs> the burritos? I guess the burritos, because they were cows on the truck. Yeah. So I guess it took them seven hours to clean the burritos? Yeah. <laughs> but that seems like a waste of burritos. Well, like, moving cows on the side of a highway from truck to truck as we know in Maine is very <laughs> yes, difficult because we, we had for almost a year a sign warning us on the side of the highway so, that there were loose cows about so I should end this with there are no loose cows right now from this accident because in Maine that's a real concern <laughs> yes all right so I've got one from live science here scientists discover what could be the oldest evidence of cannibalism amongst ancient <laughs> relatives wonderful <laughs> Nine cut marks on a 1.45 million year old hominin bone suggest another hominin bone of the same species slashed and stripped it to eat its flesh. Gross. Uh, 
uh, ancient human relatives ate one of their own, chowing down on, on a meat from a shin bone, according to the cut marks that constitute the oldest decisive evidence of our relatives butchered and made a meal out of one another. Ew. Yeah. No. It is unclear whether the cut marks are indicated of cannibalism, such as as human multiple human relatives existed at this time, but it was one type of human eating another type of human either way. So gross. The uh, fossilized shin bone, or tibia, was discovered in 1970 in the uh, Burkina region of Kenya, and it has nine incisions that were likely made with stones. The cuts are regular, oriented in the same direction, and situated where the calf muscle should have been to the bone, suggesting that they were made with intent of stripping meat for consumption. Gross. Just gross, man. Yeah. Gross! Oh. Ew! <laughs> I'm gonna take that in my life. Okay. Wayward kangaroo captured in Kansas after wandering along a highway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's kangaroo in Kansas. That's gonna be my new children's book. <laughs> According to New York Post, this was no kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> so this little guy, he was wandering um, along the highway. And oh. it actually says that the young kangaroo embarked on the unlikely adventure after escaping from an exotic animal business, according uh -oh. to the police. So go kangaroo. Right. Right. That's pretty awesome. Um, they trapped the kangaroo oh. safely in netting. And a lot of the photos we see shows the poor kangaroo behind bars. But he saw a veterinarian while he was there, and he's in a safe home now. So everything's okay. But he actually, you know, escaped this place. So that's pretty cool. So if your kangaroo wandered off last night, or you may have seen one in the area, please let us know. So they, they're looking that there might be other animals that could potentially escape but it's good to know that these these animals are just making a statement for themselves right and getting out of these exotic businesses <laughs> but he's okay he's safe vet checked on him yay and i'm waiting for the new book kangaroo in kansas okay so an archaeologist discovered a lost mayan city Hidden in the jungles of Mexico is the Yucatan Peninsula. The archaeologists in Mexico have discovered the uh, remains of Los Maya hidden city deep within the jungle of the Yucatan Peninsula. What are you staring at me like that for? Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Balmuca Ecological Reserve in the Mexican state of Campeche contains multiple large pyramids that were built during the classic period of the Maya civilization. The archaeologists named the location Ocoton Stone Column in the Yucatec Maya, and a nod to the many columns dotting the site, which covers approximately 124 acres. Ashley, do you have more about this? Because you're, you're <laughs> writing me a furious note. You obviously were already looking into this. No, I want to research it more. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, my article, China plans to drill the moon for minerals, according to their uh, space chiefs. That's a great idea. Apparently that's <laughs> a thing. Um, and the next line to this says, China will begin drilling on the moon in search of critical materials within our lifetimes. 
This is according to the head of UK Space Command. Again, didn't know that was a thing. Sure, but... we haven't been there in, what, 60 years, but we're planning to drill on it. Yeah, okay. well, apparently China is shocker. It says billions are being invested by China and Russia to explore space and create cosmic weapons. Beijing has technology that can grab and move satellites, while Moscow has anti-satellite missiles able to hit targets orbiting at 17,000 miles per hour. Whoosh. Oh, look, the supervillains have super weapons. Pretty much. <laughs> so, um, Beijing has been looking at mining the moon after a lunar test mission in 2020 discovered a new phosphate mineral named Chainsight. That just sounds racist. That could be used as fuel for nuclear fusion. So, they're, I guess China has released that they're going to start looking at critical minerals on the moon. And they're also going to look into asteroid mining. So, super comforting. How's this getting? I just can't imagine this ending very well. And especially with so much of, of the Earth that depends on the moon. The moon cycles and yeah, right. everything, you know, working right. The tide. Right, our yeah. tides, the wolf's howling. Like, <laughs> I'm a little worried about how they're going to screw this up. Because this could be this could really cost, bad like, if they do it wrong. This could cause a whole... Catastrophic problem. Catastrophic yep. problem. Yeah. We'll see. A, uh, a recent study of the Canada Real Dolmen has revealed evidence of further underground structures using geophysical prospecting um the canada real dolmen is an ancient funerary monument found in neolithic found in a neolithic necropolis located in the city of los morales in the province of seville spain the dolmen has an l-shaped plane gallery that measures eight meters in length while the other side measures 3.5 meters it was first discovered in 1968 and was excavated by professor d juan de mata Carrizio. Oh, Further studies in 1980 revealed a second funerary monument, the uh, El Palmonor Dolmen, <laughs> which has, was excavated by the Archaeological Museum of Seville. Both sites date back from the Neolithic period, 4000 to 3500 BC, when the region saw the arrival of the first agriculturists and started the tradition of burying their dead in the dolmen tombs. A recent survey commissioned by the Spanish National Research Council um, has revealed evidence of additional underground structures using ground-penetrating uh, radar, uh, which is a non-intrusive geophysical method that uses radar pulses to image the subsurface to investigate underground anomalies and archaeological features. Well, there you okay, go. Okay, then. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm going to take us uh, back to Maine. Ooh. This was just released by a very um, valuable news source yesterday. Oh, man. Q106.5, Maine's number one for new country. Yes. So apparently they're in the news market, just published yesterday. The ghost in my main apartment has started to materialize. Ooh. What does that mean? What I saw... Um, Chantel. Oh, okay. I guess that's just what it says too. It says by Chantel. I don't know who Chantel, Chantel is. I don't know why she just gets one name like Cher. But yeah, I was about to say, is that like Seal? She gets one name. <laughs> so apparently, she's she believes that uh, her apartment in Maine is haunted. Of course, 
And she says, um, it all started when cameras in her house would started, started to pick up some orbs. Nothing too terrifying, except for the fact that they sometimes would fly towards the kitchen knives. Okay. Um, next, her boyfriend heard a voice talking to him. The bathroom doors would shut and lock on their own. Cabinet doors would open and close. And it says, still, this was nothing that we stressed over. Instead, we got witch balls to trap any negative energy that may be trying to harm us. Oh, so, so we're about to She was already a wackadoodle. <laughs> so we're about to see how um, great those superstitious things actually work. Because it didn't work. <laughs> you mean the witch balls the didn't witch work? The witch balls actually? did not work. Next, a movie they were watching turned on to something else. Music that we never listened to would randomly start playing on their phone. G106.5. Right. <laughs> I don't think Chantel's listening to any country music. I know. And then she was looking towards her kitchen. She saw her boyfriend walk down the hallway. Then she saw a shadow of a man go from the kitchen to the hallway. Like it was following him, I guess. It wasn't really clear on that. Oh, so man. then a man's shadow was following her boyfriend. Right. So then she said, <laughs> Wouldn't he have a man's shadow that follows him literally everywhere? <laughs> she said, um, weren't you just in the kitchen? And he said, no. And so she, in her article, she writes, so the question is, who did I see walk from the kitchen to the hallway? But she said, I watched my boyfriend leave from the kitchen to the hallway. I looked again and saw a shadow leave the kitchen to the hallway. And then she asked her boyfriend, didn't you just leave the kitchen? And he said, no. So all I get is, you're crazy? I don't know. Then that that was it. That was her whole thing. So then she went on to a new paragraph. Chantel, work with me here. <laughs> so then she just, she writes, um, she was on the phone with her dad the other day. She said she wasn't using any apps. She was talking to her dad. And then her phone started to play the song, Tonight You Belong to Me by Patience and Prudence. She says she's never heard that song anywhere. So she decided to Google the song. And then apparently, I've never seen this show, but apparently... Tonight You Belong to Me is the opening song uh, to American Horror Story. Oh, okay. So that's what she says is even stranger. And then she just ends her article with, how did this random song start playing on my phone? Okay. And that's it. That's all Chantel. So Chantel, work with me here. But that's our Q106.5 Reliable Main News article. Right. So apparently this apartment somewhere in Maine um, is having some technological issues and is just playing random music on their phones. <laughs> on a completely unrelated note, okay? Okay. Mickey Wilson, a professional slackliner from Colorado, is set to receive the prestigious Carnegie Medal for his heroic actions in saving a skier's life in 2017 at the Arapaho Basin's Wanoe Mountain. While, up while uploading on a lift, the victim's backpack became caught. He was swept around the bull wheel at the top and headed back down the mountain when the lift operator shut down the lift. 30-year-old man was trapped, hanging by his neck, dangling about 10 feet off the ground. So uh, Mickey uh, happened to be in the chair right behind him and immediately uh, realized how bad the situation was. Uh, Mickey sprung into action. Uh, after an attempt at building a human pyramid, it failed. He climbed to the lift tower, slid 30 feet across the lift's cable, and cut the victim free with a knife tossed up from one of the guys from Ski Patrol. Holy moly. Uh, from Mickey, it was one of the most scary things I've ever seen, honestly. Just seeing a person get the life sucked out of them, I kind of stopped thinking and just started acting. 
So if your mom gives you shit about slacklining, it's just because she doesn't know what she's talking about. You could save someone's life someday. <laughs> what do we got, Ashley? Uh, I know you all really appreciate my irrational fear of solar flares. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just this weekend, the chrome.com. I, I don't know. Apparently that's a thing. Um, their article headline is sun's activity could peak two years earlier than expected. An increase in solar activity could disrupt communications, damage power infrastructure, and affect satellite operations on Earth. My question to this is, is this why my Paramount Plus and Peacock <laughs> keep uploading all the time? Because I switch, you know, to new streaming services, drop Netflix, and this is the thanks I get. Little annoyed. But apparently, the sun could potentially reach solar maximum, a peak in the solar cycle that could cause major problems for those of us on Earth by the end of the year. Roughly every 11 years, the sun's magnetic field gets tangled up until it results in a massive reversal of its north and south poles. During this period of increased solar activity, more sunspots appear on the surface of the sun, promoting more solar flares and storms that could disrupt our communications and satellite operations on earth and this sounds pretty realistic because you've all heard me rant about solar flares every yes. time there's a new solar flare storm coming i'm like wait urgent news more solar flares coming if you're on a boat your communications isn't gonna work but apparently the solar phenomenon um indicates that our sun's reaching its apex sooner and it's going to peak higher than expected, so be ready for your Hulu to be loading even longer. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Okay. But this one doesn't say anything about our electrical grid like the last one I was, so we're all going to be okay. <laughs> our internet's just going to be a little slow. We'll get through this. Hopefully. <laughs> so, from space.com, the Mars mm. helicopter Ingenuity... Phones home, breaking its 63-day silence. Uh, the rugged train that kept Ingenuity from communicating with its robotic partner, the Perseverance rover. Um, Ingenuity got in touch with its handlers on June 28th via its robotic partner, the uh, Perseverance. NASA officials announced today that it was the first such communication since April 26th. When the uh, four-pound chopper went dark toward the end of its 50-second flight on the floor of Mars. Uh, it's going across a portion of the Jezero crater. Uh, the Jezero crater, the rover, and helicopter are currently exploring. has a lot of rugged terrain, which makes communication dropouts more likely. Uh, the team's goal is to keep ingenuity ahead of Perseverance which occasionally involves temporarily pushing beyond communication limits. We're excited to be back in communication range with Ingenuity and receive confirmation of Flight 52. Ooh. Well, there you go. Yeah, right? Damn. You got any other strange news for us, Ashley? Of course I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, just released, we all love the top UFO sightings in this UFO day, so it totally makes sense that this was just released. Um, yeah. Data shows that Washington State is number two with the most UFO sightings. Um, they, the, you, the satellite internet compiled a list of states with the most and least reported UFO sightings. They just released this. 
So Washington came up as the second highest state under Vermont. And under Washington are Montana, Alaska, and Maine? guess what the next top five is? What? Maine! <laughs> but I, I'm shocked that Vermont is at number one. I'm not. All those beat nicking pot smoking hippies out there. <laughs> so Vermont's number one, Washington's number two, Montana three, Alaska four, and Maine, we made it. Bye. But what is strange to me is the state with the fewest sightings are Texas, uh, District of Columbia, which I don't even think should count, but whatever. Um, Louisiana, Georgia, and Mississippi. Hmm. That's really weird. I don't know why Louisiana, Georgia, and Mississippi all together are the top, the top least sightings. And Texas. I was very surprised by Texas, especially since we've reported on New Mexico so many times, California, Colorado. All of those are, are pretty hot, big hot spots, but Texas is one of the top least reported sightings. Yeah. Especially with all that open county and all those military bases. That's pretty surprising that they have so little UFO reports. Yeah, yeah that is kind of strange. That's a weird one. There's so much open air there, too. There really is, so I'm a little surprised by that. Okay, the, uh, the last one I've got for us today is scientists intrigued by gravity hole at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, shut your gravity hole. Right? Deep below the Indian Ocean, there's a giant gravity hole over Ooh. 1 million square miles in size, a depression in the Earth's crust that has puzzled scientists for decades. While it's technically not a conventional hole, geophysicists have used the term to den denote a concentrated area where the effects of Earth's gravity are far lower than average. And now scientists may have figured out how this mysterious depression came to be. A fascinating peek into our planet's ancient and sometimes counterintuitive geological evolution. Since our planet is far from perfect sphere, its poles are flat. While there are bulges lining its equator, the gravitational pull varies depending on location. Scientists have mapped these effects to create the Earth's geoid, uh, a potato-shaped map that visually <laughs> exaggerates these gravitational dips and valleys. One dip in particular, dubbed the Indian Ocean geoid, uh, has caught the attention of researchers ever since its first discovery back in 1948. In a new study published in Geophysical Research Letters, Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore, uh, and uh, Atri Ghosh and doctoral student Debajan Paul examined the dip, finding that the sea level of the surrounding ocean is almost 350 feet lower than the global average. After running various computer models of how the region changed over the last 140 million years, <laughs> the uh, team concluded that uh, it may have been a result of the African blob, a huge mass in the Earth's mantle lurking more than 600 miles under Africa, being pushed underneath the, the Indian Ocean. The blob! The blob! Not the blob! Not the blob! Do you got anything left for us, Ashley? Of course I do. I only have two things left, though, so... You already have that one. Um, this is the probably the best headline ever. Woman <laughs> bitten after punching bear that chased her dog. Where's it got bit? John Wick would be proud. <laughs> I might punch a bear for Jimothy too. This um was just released 20 hours ago. This was in Porter, Maine, represent. A Maine woman was bitten by a bear in her backyard while defending her pet dog. She had to go to the hospital for stitches, but this is the cool part, okay? So her name is Lynn Kelly, 
she beat up a bear for her dog. She is 64 years young. <laughs> she was tending her garden when her dog took off into the woods, barking at something. The dog raced back to the yard with a black bear chasing it. It's just, it, I, that would terrify me. My dog's tiny too. <laughs> so Kelly stood and made herself appear large, which is recommended in a black bear encounter, the article says. But instead of slowly retreating, she proceeded to confront the bear, which is not recommended. But the bear was after her dog, so you know what? Screw that. <laughs> the bear briefly latched onto Kelly's wrist after she punched the animal on the nose. She had stitches for the wound. She's okay. And the article ends with, before everybody starts freaking out and doesn't want to visit Maine anymore because all the bears will chase your puppies. <laughs> it is rare for someone to be bitten by a bear in Maine, even though the state has the largest black bear population on the Eastern seaboard. Encounters with bears can be reduced by removing blah, 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 bird feeders, garbage cans, pet foods, but I'm still going to feed the feral cats and I'm still going to feed the birds. So, <laughs> sorry. And there's about a 50-50 shot that there's a black bear on our front porch when we get <laughs> Right? It's still going to happen. But, yeah, I love that the 64-year-old woman tried to beat the crap out of a bear <laughs> for chasing her dog. He didn't even attack the dog yet. Yeah. He chased her dog, and she was like, ah, hell no. I just You're going like down. I just SpongeBob with SpongeBob scram out there. No. <laughs> right, did she make a circle and stand in the circle to protect her from some sea bears? Oh, this is my favorite title. <laughs> this is also made, again, guys, this is the greatest place in the world. Why are you living anywhere else? <laughs> a Goodwill employee finds a grenade in donations. <laughs> this was in Falmouth just the other day. The store actually had to be evacuated after the workers found a grenade among recent donations. <laughs> I love that it had to be evacuated. So they called the police, the police came in, and they looked at the grenade and saw that it, it had already been deactivated. So it had a giant hole in the bottom right? of it? and considered it not dangerous. Of course it wasn't, guys. And a spokesperson for Goodwill, it doesn't say if it was Goodwill Maine or National Goodwill, just as a spokesperson said, grenade donations are not unheard of <laughs> because people don't always double check the antique items they find in their homes before donating them, <laughs> which is true. But I'm going to do our little, you know, spot here. We are recording from our heroes military museum in Lincoln, Maine. Come visit us. And we have a lot of grenades in here. Yeah, and they're all, and a deactivated <laughs> grenade is the most obvious there deactivated is, yeah, device in the they're world. They're like really yeah. obvious uh, that- It's that, only got like an inch wide hole through the bottom yeah, They're of it. pretty obvious. You have a grenade that you just put like on a spindle, just like on, just on a piece of wood, and you didn't have to do anything to make the hole. there's a giant hole. There is already one there. Like when a little five-year-old comes in and goes, ooh, it wants to see the grenade, I pick it up and hand it to him. That's how dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> these grenades are <laughs> so i don't i don't know but go main right right okay <laughs> that's my that last change awesome. for you guys okay that's all we've got we're gonna sign off in a minute uh we've got an upcoming event on uh 7 13 uh you can hear us talk with daniela orsino uh Woo! at round six so it'll either be a pre-recorded and dropped or we'll see if we'll do it live 
depends on how many people start reacting to these live streams. Depends on how we figure out technology too. True, right? Uh, that's right. So Danielle is going to be our first big guest ever. Is, yep. We're super excited about this. Uh, Danielle is a martial arts champion. So don't rob her. She'll <laughs> kill you. She's also a nurse. Yep. <laughs> she has also won awards for all her costs play costumes at comic cons and stuff yep. and most of all she's a fantasy writer for quite a number of fantasy novels yep, yep. it's pretty impressive and the picture i have of her has bright red hair right. so i need to know who her hairstylist is because i've dyed my hair red before it doesn't look that good <laughs> so we're really excited to have danielle come up she'll be here july 13th we're gonna meet with her at six Hopefully it will be live. If it's not live, it's going to be up right after. So get on Podbean under The Strange Show and look for our special guest episode with Danielle, the martial arts nurse fantasy writer. Yep. She'd be like the best person to take care of me in a hospital. Right. <laughs> like that's your dream nurse right there. <laughs> Where can people find all of our stuff, Ashley? Uh, everywhere. So you can Google Strange Shenanigans, and we officially are the first thing that pops up. Yeah, what? I know. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok under Strange Shenanigans. Find us on Twitter under The Strange Show, Tumblr, and Podbean also under The Strange Show. And Stan, you've hooked us up with some YouTube, right? Yep, yep. That's at uh, Strange Shenanigans Show on YouTube. On YouTube. Find us on YouTube, TikTok, Tumblr. Oh, and we're on MeWe now. Yep. You can find us on MeWe under Strange Shenanigans. Also, if you use MeWe. Hey, YouTube's a good way to test the waters because there's short clips on there. So if you don't want to get 30 minutes into it and decide you hate us, go to YouTube first, you know? Only get annoyed by us two minutes at a time. Yeah, exactly. Right? There you go. Don't forget to share our episodes. Send them to Grandma. Send them to Cousin Willie. <laughs> Especially your crazy uncle. He'll he'll really oh, enjoy the Oh, please send us your crazy uncle. The Sasquatch <laughs> episodes and the Nessie episode. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yes. Stay on the strange side, everybody. Don't forget to communicate with us so we can see what you want to listen to, or we're just going to keep talking about whatever we want. Okay, then. <laughs>